Caroline O'Connor loved to fish. Her favorite tree sat on the bank of the cold river, just perfect for leaning against with a fishing pole in her hand. She relished casting a line as the fog lifted sluggishly off of the water. The best time to fish was during the early summer, when it was already hot, but too early for the summer rush of river rats. She would come in and open up the wormhole, her family's bait and tackle shop, and then sneak off for an hour or two to visit the river and her favorite tree. In fact, that tree was her favorite spot, not just on the river, but in all of Cold River, the river's namesake, and the town where she lived. Cold River, Missouri, a town of about 8,000 people, was nestled in the heart of an area of the United States known as the Ozarks. At any given time, you might hear residents of this southwestern part of Missouri refer to themselves as Southerners or Midwesterners, but neither one was entirely true. The Ozarks, a place of rolling hills and flowing rivers, was a place where a person could disappear for days, months, years, or forever. The rugged terrain was rivaled only by the rugged people living there, a people happy to be tucked away from the rest of the world. Everybody fished in Cold River. Caroline's father taught her to fish when she was six. He hadn't wanted to. It had been an argument for days between her father and mother, something that she remembered even at that tender age. Caroline had known, since she was old enough to ask about the boy in the pictures, that she had a brother in heaven. At least, that's what her mother told her. And her daddy didn't fish anymore. But he wanted to, she could tell. He sometimes looked at the fishing poles in the hallway closet, shoved the back behind the winter coats. He sometimes pulled a tackle box from off the top shelf and looked inside of it for whole minutes at a time and yelled at her when she asked if she could play with the toys inside. That was when her mother started asking her father to please take Caroline fishing. The first time he took her, it had been a disaster. He barked orders the entire time, and they didn't even catch a fish. But the next week was different. They caught fish, and her father smiled. More fish brought more smiles. And over the years, it became the bond she and her father shared. She was fishing with her father less and less since her mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Most of his free time was spent taking care of her or taking extra shifts at the free clinic so he could have a break from her. His gear sat, dejected, in one of the hallway closets, and his waiters had long acquired cracks. Caroline shook her head. It was too early for thinking, and she was starting to sweat. That meant it was time to pack it in and begin her trudge back up to the shop. As she walked, she noticed a car parked out in front of the old Cranwall station across the road. The for sale sign had been sitting out in front for months. Over the years, the Cranwell family used the store for many different purposes. It had been a gas station in the beginning, a lively meeting spot for summer visitors to the Cold River during the 1920s. It had also been a beauty salon, a five-and-dime store, a used car lot, and a pet grooming facility. Caroline's parents had owned the little bait shop across the street from the Cranwell station since before she was born, and in the 25 years since she'd been alive, the place had been all but empty. There just wasn't enough traffic to the river anymore. 
especially since the new highway routed most tourists around the town of Cold River completely. When the eldest Cranwell brother died, the building began to sit, unoccupied and unkempt, a source of hot debate for the remaining Cranwell family members, all four of them, none of whom wanted the responsibility of maintaining the property. They stayed to themselves down at Cranwell Corner and rarely came into town. Caroline couldn't remember the last time she'd seen any member of that family. She watched as a man got out of the car and proceeded to walk up to the door of the station. It was a man she'd never seen before. He was wearing khakis and a crisp white button-up shirt that made his dark hair and tan skin stand out against the sunlight even more than they already did. He placed his palm against the glass and began to rub at the thick coating of dirt. After peering inside, he began to pull on the door handle. Surely he's not trying to break in, Caroline thought. Who robs a place in the broad daylight wearing khakis?